Entrepreneur on Fire 718. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Glenn Alsop. Glenn, are you prepared to ignite? John, I've been waiting for this interview for about six months, so I am very ready. Yes. At 18, Glenn moved to South Africa to become the social media manager for huge brands like Land Rover, Nissan, and Hewlett Packard. Now he runs his own six-figure a month marketing company from all over the world. Glenn, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute and tell a little bit about you personally and then expand upon your biz. Sure. So originally I am from Newcastle in England. And as anyone who knows uh, what that accent sounds like, uh, I, I don't have it at all. So I've totally <laughs> lost that accent. Um, and I often meet people and they're like, oh, I'm from England. And I'm like, oh, me too. And they're like, oh, you're from, I'm from Newcastle. They're like, no, man, come on. Where, where do you really come from? Right. So, uh, and then the reason I lost my accent uh, mostly is because, as you said, at 18, I left all of my friends and family behind and I moved to Cape Town in South Africa. So this was a pretty big deal for me. I, I had to quit my job. I was working in a closed store. That wasn't too difficult, but I had to do it. Um, I had to quit college, and I only, I only had one year left of college. So that was quite a big deal to me. And then, of course, I had to move across the world where I didn't know anyone. Uh, and you know, So I didn't basically have any friends or family or anything like that in Africa. It was a totally fresh start for me. And I very much took the opportunity for the experience. So I wanted to work with huge companies, uh, ones like you mentioned, Hewlett Packard, Land Rover, and so on. I just wanted to be able to get that opportunity to learn about marketing and something I really enjoyed about and see how it scales up uh, in larger organizations. Because when I had been doing uh, marketing with myself and getting my own clients, I, I would generally get small businesses with small budgets, uh, and you couldn't really do too much with them. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to experience what it was like to build work with large budgets and have a lot of freedom and a lot of creative ideas, uh, which of course is something I, I couldn't get those kind of clients working from my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> so uh, to cut a long story short, I worked in Cape Town for about a year and a half. And, and what, what happened was I did enjoy my job. I really, I did enjoy what I was doing, even though it could be frustrating at times. Uh, what happened was that I was actually making more money on the side uh, of my job than I was, you know, in just working a couple hours per week. Uh, than I was in my full-time job. And what I was doing was basically affiliate marketing. So building websites, ranking them, using SEO, pretty much all free traffic from Google and making money. So while I'm sitting at this job making a kind of okay salary, I'm like refreshing my emails and seeing all this like <laughs> other money coming in and thinking, okay, I should probably be focusing on that uh, more instead. And I, I kind of have, have this belief that if, if anyone is really good at getting website traffic, doing marketing, doing SEO, whatever it is, uh, they should be doing it for themselves in their own business. There are, there are, of course, exceptions to this, you know, like 
you know, you, you've got the opportunity to work at a startup, you know, next with huge potential and it's exciting industry and so on. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's a, co- a solid concept. If you're good at something, especially related to marketing, do it for yourself and not a boss. Uh, and especially, you know, doing this internet stuff where it's rel- you can get started for relatively cheap. So for the next few years, I grew a number of businesses. One of them was Plugin ID, uh, a personal development blog I started. Uh, I grew it to about 7,000 subscribers and I sold that for a mid five figure fee. Um, anyone, anyone listening to this who heard me say Plugin ID right now, please don't go check it out. I don't even <laughs> think the website is online right now. Uh, pretty much I sold it and the new guys sold it and it got sold about five times and it, it died a little more every single time. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's not even online right now, uh, which is a shame. Um, and another big business I built was something called opt-in skin. Uh, and I pretty much number one in my ClickBank category for the last three years in web design software. Um, I ran this for two, three years. It generated a few hundred thousand dollars, which I'm very fortunate to have uh, achieved with the great team I had. And I recently sold it literally just last month to a close friend of mine. And these days, just kind of wrapping this up, my focus is pretty much on nothing but SEO. So I have a few side projects like promoting iPhone apps and so on. But my core aim, my core focus, what I'm really excited to do is help people grow their sites through SEO. The potential is amazing. And since Google is ever changing, it's always a challenging thing to have to do. Now, Glenn, I mean, I am simply fascinated with your journey. I mean, at 18 years old, to have the gumption to do what you did, you know, I just need to tip my hat. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, wow, John, like at 22 years old, like you went off to war, like you must be so brave, you must be so courageous. I'm like, ah, I actually just kind of made a decision at 17 to sign the dotted line uh, and and join the army um, when I graduated college at 22. And everything after that, I was just kind of following orders. But I mean, it was like you, Glenn, impressed me because at 18 years, like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm making this decision. I'm breaking away. And I mean, that was a full 14 years before I took my true entrepreneurial leap. And so I just tip my hat off to you for all you've accomplished and continue to do so. I didn't even know actually about the opt-in skin sale. So congratulations. I'm really close with Pat Flynn here in San Diego. So I know how much he loved and loves that product for obvious reasons. And so congratulations on that sale. And we're going to get into all of that and so much more, Glenn, because you have just amazing stories to share. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote. So take it away. Okay, so my success quote is from Felix Dennis. Now, he is only someone I came across a few months ago. And and very unfortunately, in the last two months, he actually passed away. So I really wanted to share one of his quotes here. So here it is. Good ideas are like Nike sport shoes. They may facilitate success for an athlete who possesses them. But on their own, they are nothing but an overpriced pair of sneakers. Sports shoes don't win races. Athletes do. And, uh... The reason I want to share that, and I think it's so relevant, um, it's really relevant to the industry I'm in now, which is internet marketing. So every single day, literally every day, I see people who follow the same tools and the same ideas on how to make money on the internet, and yet these people with the same knowledge, they always get very different results. So how does that happen? Why do you give someone the same tools and the same knowledge, yet someone will be successful and some people will just not make anything happen? Um, and of course, it's very much about the person who is following advice. Uh, there's going to be people who listen to your podcast episodes, John, who think, okay, this guy's doing this cool business. I think that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I should do that. 
And and then there's someone thinking, yeah, that sounds cool. And during the show, they're like taking out all these notes. They're like thinking of website domains, named ideas. And of course, after the show, they're actually putting into action. They're actually making something uh, happen. They're not just, you know, excited about the potential. They're going to go make it happen and do that for themselves. Um, and just today, just to wrap that up, today I met the most amazing person. I was shopping in Macro. Uh, no, no great story starts off with that. Uh, but anyway, I'm shopping in Macro and there's a guy who works there. I mean, I'm in Thailand at the moment, by the way. And there's a guy who works there and he comes over and he takes my trolley when I finish shopping. And he, he speaks such great English, which is pretty rare for someone like a male in their late 50s or whatever. And he says to me, can you teach me a word today? Uh, and he showed me his hand and his hand was like full of all of these English words. And what he does is pretty much every day he'll go up to someone. Every time he takes a trolley from someone, he says, can you teach me a word in English? So, you know, this is a guy who probably doesn't have a lot of money, probably didn't come from the best background. But he speaks incredible English and it's something he's learned just by taking action and no, not relying on being able to go to a school or something like that. He's just made his situation, you know, he's, he's just made the best of his situation and being able to learn and do whatever it is that he wants to do just based on his own actions and his drive and initiative. And Glenn, I love that story because you made the point to say that he asked for one word and he does that one time a day at a minimum. And there's a great book that I always recommend called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And the whole premise of that book is to every day just do one thing or just do one small thing that just, you know, is easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. And the sad part is, Glenn, is that because it's easy not to do, most people don't end up doing it. But those that right. do it, even though it's easy to do, over six months are blown away by the results. Like it would be easy for that guy to not ask you that question. It would be, that would be an easy thing not to do. But guess what? It's also pretty easy for him to ask you that question too. And because he chooses every single day, it gives him that slight edge that ends up being a massive result by, you know, six months, 12 months, three years down the road, where now you're talking about him because he speaks such fluent English, which is such a rarity. So it's a great message. It's a great note. And, and Glenn, I really want to, before we even move away from here, because there's just a couple more things that you shared that I loved. You know, I mean, Glenn, like you said that some people can apply the same tools and the same actions and just get completely wildly different results. So let's talk about that for one second. Why do you think that is the case? Why do you think that person A can really apply the same actions as person B, but become incredibly successful while person B is just floundering? What is something that you see as some kind of trend or trait as a result? I think one of the main things is belief. Just knowing that something like you, maybe you've never built a successful website before. Maybe you've never ranked something number one in Google. Maybe you've never collected someone's email address as an email subscriber. And I think for the first time, being able to take action is just the true, honest, genuine belief that you yourself, without really, you know, becoming superhuman, can actually make that happen. So it's like if you, if you take someone who's greatly overweight and you say, you know, I'm going to make you super fit, you know, you could have two guys who, who you're teaching, one of them may have seen like one of their friends do the same thing mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, I know this is possible. And then someone else, they haven't really had any success examples in their life. So they're just like, uh, you know, this guy's talking airy fairy. It's not really, uh, doesn't really apply to me. So I think a lot of it is just knowing that you can actually do it and then sticking with it, of course, that is the most important thing. None of the success uh, that anyone has had really happened overnight. Just 
using that belief and sticking with it long enough to see that belief turn into a reality. I mean, Fire Nation, when I started Entrepreneur on Fire, I had the knowledge. I was aware of the reality that I was a poor podcast host. I had never done it before. How could I expect myself to be good? I was very rigid. I was nervous. I was stuttering. But, you know, I also had the belief that I could become a great podcast host because I believed, Glenn, in the words, if you want to be, do. And there was no way for me to ever become a good podcast host without actually podcasting. So I was willing to accept the fact that I was going to be poor at the beginning. I was willing to accept the fact that I was going to make massive mistakes and fall on my face numerous times because I had the belief and the confidence, Glenn, that I could improve even minuscule every single interview that I did until I got to the point where we're now at 718 and I'm feeling a little more comfortable than when I started. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, so I love this, the direction, the theme that this interview is taking, Glenn, because it's so actionable for the listeners. And now I really want to take the spotlight and turn it on to your journey, Glenn, as an entrepreneur. And we're going to tell a great aha moment story that you've had. We're going to talk about what you're knocking out of the park right now. But before we get to those stories... Tell us a time, Glenn, that you just failed. Take us to that moment and share with us the lessons you learned. Sure. So before I do that, I just want to congratulate you, by the way. I've, I've actually followed your story pretty much from the start. And uh, don't take this the wrong way, but when I first I first found your podcast on your side, I'm like, oh, it's just another guy like <laughs> talking about marketing stuff right. and whatever. And then like, And then I see you like, Oh, this guy's talking about him. This guy's talking about him. And then all of a sudden you're like getting hundreds of thousands of downloads. And I do not take it the wrong way, Glenn, at all, because (laughs) it's the truth. And you know, I mean, like I was being very genuine a second ago when I said I was a clueless B, you know, like stumbling around in the dark. But, you know, to your point that I love that you made, I had the belief and that's like the message that you're sharing and that I want to just put an exclamation point on that's so important for our listeners. You have to believe. Right. So that, that's actually pretty, the reason I mentioned that, it's actually kind of similar to my own failure. So my, my biggest failure, without a doubt, uh, from, you know, I've been working online since I was 16 years old. So that's like nine years now, uh, is exactly what I'm doing now. So what I'm doing now was my biggest failure. The business I'm running, uh, right now generated very, very little money for the first year, few years of running it. So when I was really young, I had this weird idea. I'm talking about 12, 13. Uh, to create something called a Viper bar. And <laughs> I told you, I told you this was weird. Yes. Basically, it would be a white chocolate Snickers bar, uh, which I still think is like the greatest idea ever. Uh, you guys in the States probably have something like that already. Yeah, it's but, called Zero Bar, actually. Oh, really? Does yeah. that actually exist? It's, it does. It's really good. Oh, my God. I'm going, I'm booking a flight tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, th- this word Viper, I don't know why, just like stuck in my head this name. So, I'm like, I'd learned about SEO and I'd quickly started falling in love with, you know, how to rank in Google. How does it work? And I decided, so I wanted to do this for more people. So I didn't just want to rank my own websites. I wanted to offer services and help other people rank in Google as well. Uh, and that name kind of stuck with me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to call it Viper Chill because Chill's kind of like Viper Cool was probably not, not available or something like that. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll call it Viper Chill. And uh, yeah, so it's 16 years old. I started an SEO blog. And I started offering services to people interested in SEO. And after one year of writing on, for this site on a daily basis, I had a whopping 
30 subscribers. <laughs> like Feedburner had just came out with that chiclet so you could right. show off how many people were reading your site. I'm like, oh, cool. I can finally know. And then I see like 30, 30 subscribers there. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather, I kind of wish I hadn't known. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I really don't think I had many more blog comments than 30 people either. Mm. Um, and the simple fact of my failure and why I didn't have people, you know, listening, reading my stuff is because my content wasn't good. I wrote terrible blog posts, though the odd one did okay. Uh, and basically nobody was interested. So like you, you said you were stuttering and your, you know, your interview questions maybe weren't that great or right. whatever it may be. Uh, and for me, just my writing was terrible. It's just like so bad. I look back and think, how did I even have 30 people reading my stuff? Um, <laughs> and sadly, the worst part is that my failure is online uh, for the entire world to see. So uh, if you go to the Wayback Machine and type in vibechill.com, please don't go and do that. You can see all of those terrible articles uh, that I used to write. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't really call this a favor uh, a failure, but it's kind of an embarrassing story real quickly is that I, I actually landed. So I got to the point where I was like 17, learning a bit more about SEO uh, and I landed my dream client. I'm not sure if they're well known in the, in the States, uh, the car phone warehouse. Um, basically, they sell phones for a lot of brands. And I did some work for them trying to get some of their blog posts to go to go viral. Now things didn't exactly go to plan, but they didn't go terribly either either. So obviously as a one man team working from my bedroom, I'm super excited, you know, to get to work with them. So the first thing I do is I go I go take their logo from the website, put it on my homepage under the clients under the client section and like, yeah, I'm really proud of that. And um a few weeks later they contacted me again and I instantly thought, okay, they you know, they really want to work with me. And instead, they said, please take down our logo from your homepage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was really a kind of demotivating for me. Um, and ironically, these days, I'm in the situation where my blog is over 30,000 subscribers. Uh, my blog posts tend to get over 100 comments in every post. Uh, so I really, it's very similar to you. I've really learned to be better at what I do through a lot of trial and error and practice. And as you say, uh, doing, actually doing something and taking action. What I think is really powerful from your story and from the little bit we talked about my story too, Glenn, is you know a lot of people are listening to us right now from all over the world and they're saying, wow, like they're seeing my monthly income reports and they're seeing you know, and hearing the fact that you have sold businesses for a ton of money and are making six figures a month and they're saying, I, those people, they're so successful, like they must have been born that way. And that's why I love the Entrepreneur on Fire interview format and why it's been very similar since I started because its, it's goal, its overriding mission has been to inspire people by showing that people like myself and you, Glenn, have gone to where we are through hard work, through failure, through belief. And you can use the Wayback Machine you know, for both Entrepreneur on Fire and for <laughs> Viper Chill to show that we come from incredibly humble beginnings. I mean, just like you were getting 30, you know, people to sub subscribe to your blog, I was getting seven listens, you know, 10, you know, like 12. I mean, it, it's very humble beginnings, Fire Nation. But what has to happen is if you want to be, you have to actually do it. You just can't sit there and say, you know, maybe one day. And it's again, like there's a great Chinese proverb, Glenn, that I love referencing is, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the second best time is today because you can't just bemoan the past. You actually have to start planting your tree at some time. And yes, it's not going to even break through the soil for the next year plus, but a year from now, right. at least you'll have gotten somewhere. And Glenn, you're quite the storyteller and I know you have a great aha moment for us. So without further ado, take it away. 
Sure. So my uh, my biggest aha moment uh, was very much about just something so simple that makes such a big impact on your business, and that is just f- deciding to focus on fewer projects. So it's just so easy uh, to spread yourself so thin and want to do everything and everything, uh, everything and anything rather. Um, especially, you know, people listening to this, maybe they've just found your podcast from somewhere and that they want to start in, in some business and they see 700 podcast episodes and they're like, oh, well, which one, you know, which one do I use to kind <laughs> of mold myself and follow my business around? You know, you can, you can build affiliate websites, you can rank with SEO, you can try paid advertising, get involved in mobile marketing, start a blog, start a podcast, whatever it may be. The opportunities are endless, but of course, for someone new, they can be very, very overwhelming. And, and I have built pretty much every kind of website out there, uh, which is why I give you those examples just now. And I really didn't have start to have success with anything until one day I was like, okay, I'm going to stop trying to do all of this stuff and I'm just going to do one thing. Uh, and, th- and that came for me when I started working on a website called My DJ Space. Uh, <laughs> and My Space was the biggest social network at the time and we totally ripped off their name. Uh, it's kind of helped us grow. <laughs> Um, but it seemed to work. So we just focused on this hardcore. Every night I would come home like from college or work or whatever it be. I'd be messaging people, come sign up for this website, finding DJs all over the internet saying, you've got to be here, upload your mixes and whatever. Uh, and a few months later, we had over 10,000 members. We were featured in DJ for Dummies. We just had huge potential uh, and everything was looking awesome. And that just would not have happened uh, if I hadn't like cut out and trimmed all of the other things I was working on uh, and tried to make that a success. And, and eventually I realized that I should apply this to my internet marketing business as well. So when I was going through my failure, just talking before, I didn't really have a lot of subscribers. My clients didn't even, didn't even want me to say that they were my <laughs> clients and so on. Uh, I, I kind of offered everything. So I offered link building. I, I offered on-site SEO, which means changing someone's website. I offered social media marketing. I offered reputation management which means, you know, kind of burying those bad results about a company and helping the good ones rank higher and so on. Uh, and, and my logic was that if I offered all of these services and took, took any kind of client with any kind of budget, then, you know, I'd have a bigger market to reach and I can get more clients and make more money. And of course, that did just not work against my own logic that just didn't work. So these days, I've totally changed that. I offer one service and one service only. I only offer link building. I don't make changes to anyone's websites. I don't do anything regarding social media. I don't offer consulting or coaching. I don't do paid advertising. I don't do pretty much anything that ever, any other company in my industry does. And what happened as a result of focusing on this? My business has pretty much grew about $15,000 every single month. So that's brand new recurring income. Last month we did over $20,000. So that was one of our better months. But pretty much since I've focused on that, just that one angle, uh, things have just grown exponentially. So only offering one thing and becoming very good at offering that one thing and scaling things up in co- accordingly. And I kind of really wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self mm-hmm. uh, to stop working on so many projects. But I probably needed to go through these failures to truly believe uh, that what I'm doing now is the right path. So is anyone listening to this and you're kind of new to John's podcast and there's like hundreds of shows and you don't know where to start, I would say find something that really resonates with you and stick to it. Stick to that one thing until you've had some success or you're just so adamant that there's no way you can make this happen. It's not for you. Uh, and then go on to something else. But don't just kind of dilly dally between multiple projects. 
I mean, Glenn, you are speaking my language, my friends. Weapons of mass distraction have sabotaged so many entrepreneurial journeys. And one of my favorite words, probably my favorite word, and it's a great acronym as well, is FOCUS. Follow one course until success. It's the reason why I was able to come out with a seven day a week podcast because Glenn, I wasn't trying to do a seven day a week blog and a YouTube channel at the exact same time and all these things. I was like, you know, I'm just going to focus on creating the best podcast that I can possibly create at this point in my journey. And that was my focus. And there's a great book called The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. And he talks about how important it is to just snip off all of those little pumpkins that are like growing off the same vine as your one true big pumpkin to just allow that to grow and to be as big as it really can be. And I mean, these are just great messages and a great theme. And Glenn, what I really want you to do now is take us to a moment in time. You have a lot of proud moments. You've done a lot of great things, selling companies, building great businesses. But what is your one proudest entrepreneurial moment? Sure. So my one moment now, of, of course, I've had quite a lot of them. And I, I think the biggest thing for me is just being able to get recognition for my work and just being able to give back to people, to organizations and charities and stuff I believe in. Now, I'm, I'm not that egotistical and I want my name on the homepage of the New York Times website <laughs> or something like that. Although that would be pretty cool. That would cool. be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just that I work so hard and I focus so much on my one specific industry that it's just so nice when other companies and organizations kind of realize that. Uh, and I'm going to keep this short. I, I wrote a lot of notes for this question, but I'm just going to hone in on one. And, and the proudest one for me is when my dad actually phoned me. So I'm, I was staying, I think I was staying in South Africa and he was back in the UK. I, I, I wasn't in England either way. Uh, and he phoned me and he said, I just heard, I just heard your name on the radio. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, they're doing, they're doing this, uh, this segment on Metro radio we have in uh, the Northeast of England. And they were talking about people who, who come from the Northeast of England and have been able to do great things online. Uh, and someone like phoned in and they're like, yeah, Glenn Alsop, he's like traveling around the world doing internet marketing. Uh, and just to have my dad like phone me about that and, you know, people actually talking about the stuff that I do, that was, that was just kind of really special to me and something I won't forget. I love that moment. I mean, it is so powerful because, you know, it's just sons and his daughters. I mean, we look and we strive to make our parents proud and, and just so many different totally. ways, shapes and forms. And, you know, it's pretty interesting for me, Glenn. So, you know, I've had some great success and have been featured in Forbes Inc., Time Magazine, the actual printed version. I mean, it was incredible. But one of my proudest moments is when my father, just like four weeks ago, like he doesn't even know how to, I even know how he figured out how to do this, but he took a text picture and like sent it to me of our little tiny town's newspaper, where there was like just a little tiny blurb about me and, you know, about like what I was doing with wow. Entrepreneur on Fire. And so, absolutely minuscule press compared to some other things. But like the fact that he took the time to do that. And then just below it, just put the words, so proud. And like, that was the text. And I was like, wow, uh. that means more <laughs> than like all of those other accolades because, you know, it means so much to him. And I mean, I, I love your story, Glenn. And speaking of your story, let's bring it to today and let's talk about present times. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? I think the best thing about my industry is that it is totally not stagnant like it's just changing all of the time so my my job very much revolves around google and what they decide to rank as number one and what they what they decide to rank on page 10 for a certain search phrase 
Uh, and if you follow what Google are doing, you will know all about their updates like Panda, uh, Panda, Penguin, Pigeon, and so on, whatever, <laughs> whatever updates they kind of want to throw at us next. And every single update that they do leaves some webmasters and marketers and in-house SEOs, whatever it is, feeling really proud of their achievements. And it also leaves a huge majority of people wondering, WTF just happened and why did that happen? <laughs> why is my site no longer ranking in Google? Where is all my traffic gone? And so on. And, and this really gives me a great opportunity for, first of all, analyzing what happened and, and figuring out what did change and what Google kind of focused on. And then, of course, educating people who are in the latter group, those who are very confused and trying to help them out with that. Uh, and it's also a very analytical business. So you can constantly run tests to figure out what is working and what isn't. Uh, and I kind of like, I don't think I'm a lazy person. So I like the idea that the harder I work at something, the better results I'm going to get. So if I run a lot of tests and experiments to see what is working in Google, I'm going to know something that my competitors don't. And I'm going to be able to benefit because of that. So it's not really just a game of chance. It's something you can work out and become uh, more knowledgeable about more knowledgeable about. Uh, and, and be able to use that to help you succeed. Um, so just a quick example, like if I was a Michelin chef, you know, one of the best chefs in the world, uh, and, and I did something really bad and I got locked up in jail for a year, uh, whatever crime I did, uh, I, I could come out of jail and I would still be an excellent chef, if not better at my job, uh, being better just by being able to read like tons of books about cooking uh, while I'm locked up. Uh, so in my industry, however, if I was locked up and I came back, like I would be missing so much information. Uh, I'd be missing so many updates and I'd, I'd just have to do a lot of work to catch up on what's changed and so on. Um, just look at the recent changes like author photos, like your nice face isn't showing in Google results anymore. Uh, you know, Google are saying you, you've got to have an SSL certificate and might, may help your search engine rankings, uh, having a secure side. That they're removing names now from search results. And this just happened in the last couple of weeks. And like, I'm, I'm not even covering 2014. Uh, so the biggest thing for me is that I'm in an industry that, that never stagnates. There's always something new happening. Uh, and I can just kind of learn and, and keep, keep being, uh, keep being active alongside the industry. No, and that's what's really exciting about the industry that we do live in is that it is ever changing and it gives so many opportunities to people that are willing to put the time and the effort in to be cutting edge. And, you know, one thing that I kind of did want to bring up, Glenn, to you, and I, I guess we might as well do it on this interview, is, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of people will reach out to Pat Flynn, who was actually the person who first inspired me um, to do the monthly income reports. And, you know, then they'll reach out to me and they'll ask us the same questions like, John, like, why do you guys give it all away? Why do you share the secret sauce to how you make money to like how you get sponsors? Like, you know, doesn't that leave you to disadvantage because all your competitors can now just copy you? And, you know, it's, it's interesting discussions and you do the same thing on your site. So what is your response to that? Like when people reach out to you and ask you those questions, especially in the SEO game, like when you spend so much time finding out exactly what works and then writing this epic 10,000 word post about it, what, is, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I don't really do, I, I, I have a monthly income amount, but I never do a report on it. Uh, so I'm kind of slightly different to you guys. I don't reveal exactly where that comes from. Uh, but of course, the majority of it is SEO. Mm -hmm. uh, but getting back to the point, why, why would I do that? For me, it's very much just about 
educating, you know, the common, the not the common person, that's a bad thing to say, just the normal <laughs> the person. Commoner. Who come, <laughs> just, just the normal, the normal person who would come to my website uh, and, you know, they run a small business and they, they want to know what happened in Google and so on. And they want to understand changes. Uh, and I, I kind of hope my blog posts will just help people kind of level the playing field. I think, I think Google are, are pretty untransparent at what they're doing. I should, this shit sure is a better word than that. Pretty opaque. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not totally clear. They try and give away some things about what they changed and so on. Uh, but for a lot of people, you're really left in the dark. And I see this every single time there's an update. I'll get dozens of emails saying my site just tanked. You know, I don't really have time to figure out what happened. You know, what's going on. So it really inspires me that I can actually help. Uh, I can just help small business owners and pretty much anyone who's relying on search traffic to kind of figure out what what is going on. Uh, as far as that competing with me, I'm really not too worried. Like we just have the biggest, you know, Google search results and how many queries they get every day. Like 15% of queries that are searched in Google every single day have never been searched for before. Wow. And that's still kind of, yeah, that still kind of blows my mind when I think about that. Every single day, 15% has never been entered into that search box before. Uh, so, you know, just, I'm, I'm not really worried about anyone competing. I just really like kind of educating and teaching and, and kind of showing a bit of what I've been working on so much as well. And I totally get what you mean by like a common visitor, because that would be me, you know, somebody that is focused on my thing, which is podcasting that's focused on doing a seven day a week podcast and really building up that side of my business. You know, I'm not going to be able or willing to spend the amount of time, effort and energy that it would take to, to learn these SEO things. So you just kind of bridge that gap for me and allow me to get, you know, the few takeaways that I need. I can implement it, help me a lot, and I can move on and going back to focusing on what I need to focus on. So totally get that, Glenn. You know, I appreciate what you do for those reasons. And we are about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, Glenn, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform that will not only help you build your website and create your own unique logo, but that will also help you increase your revenue? With Squarespace, every website comes with an online store that makes it easy for you to feature your best products and services. No need to search high and low for a plugin or e-commerce platform that integrates. It's all right there in one place. Plus, with 20 highly customizable templates to choose from that automatically include a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your site, you're already one step ahead of the crowd. Worried about having the right support? Squarespace offers that too. In fact, they have a customer care team that works around the clock just for you. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Squarespace makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website with everything you need in one place. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace squarespace.com and use offer code fire that's squarespace.com offer code fire are you looking to grow your team maximize your time and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently i know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates with ziprecruiter.com you can post your job to 50 plus job sites including craigslist and social networks like linkedin facebook and twitter 
all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Glenn, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good to me. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? For me, it was thinking that I needed to front myself as something I wasn't. So going back to the business I mentioned at the start, I was very much trying to portray myself as this big company offering big services. I really should have just been more honest. Like I'm just this individual guy working from my bedroom. I don't have a huge team of staff behind me, but I really do care about any projects that I take on. What is the best advice, Glenn, you've ever received? just basically mimicked and monitored other successful people. And I found that it's something we covered earlier, cut out weak projects and be willing to say no to new opportunities. I get pitched opportunities all the time. And to be honest, some of them are super exciting. But the truth is, if I took them on, I'd be neglecting other projects were important to me, which don't make much sense. Uh, Rob Hanley of robhanley.com, a good friend of mine. He's someone who's really like ingrained this in my head. Uh, you know, just cut out, cut out the weeds and whatever and just focus on the core essentials of your business. Bright, shiny objects are everywhere, Fire Nation. Glenn, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Sure. So my personal habit is kind of weird. And if you not, you don't want to live a robotic lifestyle like me, then I, I would recommend avoiding this. But otherwise, if it sounds interesting, it works pretty well. Uh, what I do is I, I make a list of habits uh, that I should do every day, depending on what my goals are. And I assign them a number. So for example, if I'm really focused on getting in shape, I want to have a creatine drink with creatine. I want to have a protein shake twice a day. I want to go to the gym three times a week. Every single action will get a letter. So protein will be uh, a number. So protein will be three and whatever it is. Uh, so every day I just open this calendar and I open the calendar and it has one, two, three, four, five, six. All of those numbers relate to something. And, and I don't think, oh, I have to go to the gym. I have to take my protein. I have to do blah, blah, blah. I just say, okay, I just have to cross off these little numbers on my calendar. And once I've done that, I'm, I'm, as, I'm as close to achieving my goals as I possibly could have been today. So just really don't try and think of everything as this like, oh, this whole month I have to do so much and all this thing. Just look at those little numbers on your daily calendar. Cross off each item that's related to something that is going to help you get to where you want to be. And that is it. Keep it really small. Focus on today. Cross them off and you're going to make a lot of progress. No, I love it. And that's actually how I operate too, Glenn. Like I thrive with that daily checklist. And it goes back to that slight edge, you know, just doing the right things every day are going to give you just a tiny slight edge that day. But then at the end of those 30 days that you talked about, it will have added up into something pretty powerful. And Glenn, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? 
Yeah, this new new service just came out in the last couple of months, so probably a lot of people don't know about it. It's something called SERPWOO, so that's S-E-R-P-W-O-O, uh, SERP stands for Search Engine Results Page. And what it does, like it's, it's kind of a geeky software, like if you go to the website now, you'll probably think, okay, what is this guy talking about? Uh, but what it does, it kind of keeps a history of Google search results. So what you could do, John, say you're getting a lot of traffic from Google for uh, entrepreneurial podcasts, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. You can see, like maybe you're not getting traffic for that anymore. You can kind of go back in time and see who is now suddenly taking over you. What are they doing? Like, And then you can look into why are they doing that. Uh, so I monitor a lot of very profitable search terms like investing and loans and uh gold IRA and all that kind of thing. And you, you can kind of see new people coming into the game, people who have totally lost all their rankings. And it's a really quick way to figure out Google. Uh, and again, if you're not totally interested in SEO, at least kind of use it for your industry. So again, you could look at podcasting kind of search terms and see people who are kind of rising in Google and coming out of nowhere uh, and so on, no matter what industry you're in. It's really cool tool. Serp Woo Fire Nation. And Glenn, yeah. if you could recommend just one book for our listeners... What would it be? Predatory Thinking by Dave Trott. And the subheading for that book is a masterclass in outthinking the competition. So I really think that if you want to make the most money and ultimately be very successful, then you kind of need to be towards the top of the industry you're operating in. Now, I know this is a kind of a slice of the pie that everyone can take. But where all the money is to be made is really at the top of the industry. And to do that, you need to be able to outthink, outmarket and outwit your competition. And this book will help you do all of that. So would you rather be the guy who, who you know, you, you put a product on ClickBank or JVZoo and you make some money from the sales and affiliate commissions, you like an affiliate for a product, or would you want to be the guy who owns JVZoo and ClickBank? So, you know, this is the kind of book that helps you get to the top of your industry, no matter what it may be. Predatory thinking. I love the premise of this. It's on my to-read list. In Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Glenn, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Kind of ironically, I would start a marketing company. So that that kind of sounds strange, so allow me to elaborate. Now, a good portion of business owners who start their business only want to do a certain aspect of their business. So the butcher shop owner just wants to cut great meat and sell it to customers. The law firm wants to take on great clients and win cases they truly believe in. The local plastic surgeon, maybe he's he's focused on industry that helps with repairs and scarring and so on, people who've been in fires and whatever, like reconstructive plastic surgery. He just wants to help people look normal, feel normal, and get back to the kind of position they were in before whatever trauma uh, happened to them. What most people don't want to do in businesses is marketing. It's confusing, it's often complex, and it doesn't sound very entertaining when you say you go out there and market your business. So what I would do, I would hone in on one specific industry. So let's just say I want to be the, I want to be the marketing go-to guy for dentists, and I would build a marketing plan that they can use to get more customers, 
or I would offer to be able to do the service for them to get more customers as well. So I wouldn't continue with the mistake of trying to do everything for everyone, which is what I what I really failed at when I started my business. I would offer one service to one industry, in this case dentists, and become the go-to guy for that industry. And there's so there's so many angles to branch off. So when I say marketing, you could be you could be teaching them how to rank in Google, you could teach them paid advertising teach them email marketing, helping them build their website if you want to be involved in website design, help them with conversions if that's your thing, and so on. So the opportunities are really endless. The biggest value about this idea is that you can pick any industry you're truly passionate about. So if I was to start again today, I wouldn't pick dentists because I have no interest in that, but I have an interest in DJing and so on. So maybe I'd go out and help DJs get more exposure, get more downloads and so on uh, for their music. So I think every business owner, a lot of them, they just want to focus on one core aspect of their business and they don't really want to focus on the client getting part. Uh, You come in there, you be that guy, you learn how it works just for that one industry uh, and you can sell yourself very easily. Well, Glenn, our minds are one. I'm all about that focus, just really drilling in, you know, going one inch wide and one mile deep. That's where people are really carving out impressive right, totally. and just just awesome industries and names for themselves. And Glenn, let's end today, this interview literally on fire with you giving just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. So the best way to connect with me, I uh, send me an email, hq at vibechill.com, or I run the website, vibechill.com, VIP. E-R-C-H-I-L-L.com. My best piece of advice would just to be to keep taking in knowledge from all of these sources. So whether it's podcasts or videos on YouTube or reading articles, and most importantly, make sure you do something about it. So whatever, like t- very recently in the last month, I, uh, I purchased an electric guitar and I haven't played guitar for about 10 years and I <laughs> totally suck at it right now. But I'm thinking... You know, in, in two years, I'm going to be, I'm going to be older and I'm still not going to be able to play guitar. So why not, you know, use some of this time? Uh, and in two years, I can look back and I can be pretty good at it and think, okay, that was a great use of my time. So, you know, whatever you may think you're too old to achieve something, but you know, that time is going to pass anyway. So you may as well be actually taking productive action towards where you want to be in life, even if it's not going to happen overnight, because that doesn't happen. But, you know, one month from now, six months from now, one year from now, uh, there's huge potential for change. Uh, so you may as well get started today. I mean, Fire Nation, the second best time that Glenn can plant his guitar seed is today. And he's doing <laughs> totally. that. So <laughs> you yeah. are the average Fire Nation of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Glenn and myself today. So keep up the heat. And go to eofire.com, type in Glenn, G-L-E-N. In the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up with all of his contact information, recommended resources, books, you name it. And Glenn, thank you for just igniting the airwaves with me today. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. Fire Nation. Sometimes you don't have 30 minutes to commit to a podcast. I totally get it. That's why I launched Quotes on Fire, a seven day a week podcast where I share a quote from history's greatest entrepreneurs and a killer resource. Check it out in iTunes or at qofire.com. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 